This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into a very special We Are Wrestling edition of the BCP. Ladies and gentlemen, please to welcome back into the show ahead of his show. It was all a dream. That's going to be in Ridgefield Park this Friday here in New Jersey. Tickets are still available. He is the voice of a generation. He is the head honcho over at We Are Wrestling. Please welcome in our good friend, Mr. Pete Rosado. Pete, thanks for a few minutes, man. How are you, bro? Thank you, Rob. Thank you, as always. Um, and and I'll just say, I the head honcho at We Are Wrestling will always be the fans. Nice. Uh, they, are who I, they are who I am beholden to. So at the end of the day, I am always working on putting together a show that they can be 100% happy with. Very well said, man. And I appreciate you saying that. That also being said, you put together a great show last time we talked about it. I do want to dive into this card because this looks stellar as well. But talk to us a little bit about coming off that first show. I heard great things. Obviously, some great booking, some great matches, uh, a couple teasers going into this one. Uh, how did you feel, man? Because I believe this was your first time just doing everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been, you know, what? In 2022, we'll be 10 years involved in the business. Congratulations, man. Congrats. Uh, you know, and most people don't really know that. I started as a, you know, pre-show and post-show interview getter for FWE back in 2012. I was okay. working for a, uh, a friend's website. And I went from there to doing um, uh, photography for wrestling companies uh, for free. Um, sometimes even buying a front row ticket to shoot the show from the front row, um, to finally getting my break on commentary. I did some ring announcing. I dabbled in some ring announcing here and there, um, to then finally, you know, doing commentary, which is what I really wanted to do long-term and getting involved backstage at a couple of companies, doing some booking and things like that. But like you said, yeah, this is my first time doing everything all by myself, um, and it was, it was an incredible experience. Um, I mean, a lot of people know by now, if you've seen the highlight video, if you've seen the show itself, or if you just, you know, knew me personally, um, you know, nine days before that show, you know, my mom tragically passed away. Yeah, sorry. About uh, that. And that show was on the verge of getting canceled. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think literally four days before the show, I was still wondering if I was going to cancel the show. Um, and it was... I don't think I get through that show. No, no, I know for sure. I do not get through that show without the support that that locker room showed me, the support that so many people that night showed me, fans coming up to me, um, giving me their support, their love, you know, all the sponsors that helped uh, put that show together. Uh, and add on to that, Rob, I don't know if you heard, but the day of the show, I got into a car accident. I did hear him. Oh, dude, it's wild, bro. That's that's how it goes, man. I'm so sorry. The day of the show, I'm driving to go pick up Anthony Green and Matt Cross. Yeah, you need hotel, them. You need them. From yeah. their hotel in Newark. Uh, and I got sideswiped by uh, a tractor trailer. Of course. Uh, thankfully, thankfully, aesthetic. Uh, just aesthetic uh, cosmetic damage. 
I mean, it looked like Wolverine slashed the side of my car. Yeah. That's how bad yeah. it looked. Yeah. But the car was still running. I was able to drive that banged up vehicle back to Ridgefield Park. No way. Uh, and, you know, I had somebody else go pick up Anthony Green. And I got to give, listen, I'm going to put it out here so it doesn't get lost in tape. I have to give Anthony Green a bunch of credit because that man got to Ridgefield Park, knew I was still stuck on the highway waiting for uh, the police to come. And he kind of like kept texting me. Hey, what do you need? Hey, what do we need to set up? Wow. What still needs to get done? What do you need me to tell anybody in the locker room? Do you need me to relay any messages? Anything that he could do to help make sure that that show stayed on track. Anthony Green was doing as well as, you know, the people that are helping me backstage who were also performing on that show. Mike Law, Isaiah Wolf, AJ Pan, um, all of these individuals in constant contact with me saying, what do you need? What do we got to get done? And, and Anthony Green, listen, he was paid to perform at that show and could have easily have just said, I'm here to wrestle. But he yeah. kind of helped take the reins. And if it wasn't for Anthony Green, along with everybody else that I mentioned, that show doesn't start on time. That show probably doesn't start at all. Uh, just with everything that went down. Um, That's amazing to hear, though, that he did that, man. Because sometimes, like, the bass player just shows up to play bass, you know? And I always appreciate people who go the extra mile and promote and share. And if something does go wrong, how can I help, man? So shout to him, uh, Mr. Anthony Green, for sure. Yeah, and, and it, was a, it was a blessing to have him on the show because that was a real last-minute a thing for us. We already had the card booked. Um, and I got a message that uh, Anthony Green wanted to reach out to me. And so I, I kind of reached out to him and, you know, I'm, uh, and he was just like, Hey man, um, you have any spots on the show? And I was just like, man, I'm like all booked up. I don't know if I can make this work. And we get into this conversation and he's just like, listen, let's, let's figure out a way to make this work. You know, I want to help. I want to help put you over. Uh, let's break kayfabe for a moment. He's like, I want to help put you over. Wow. Um, you know, when, when, when I was doing my thing and I was coming up, you know, you gave me a shot and, and I want to, and I want to do the same for you. Love um, that. And, and that, meant a lot, that meant a lot to me and his match with Rob Killjoy. Oh my God. Rob's amazing it's, too. Yeah. Most people only know Rob Killjoy as one half or one third of his the single stuff is so good, dude. So I mean, good. The guy's been in the business for almost 20 years and just does not get the credit. Uh, and that match that he had with Anthony Green was a complete banger. Uh, and you could catch that match and the entire show on Title Match Wrestling Network. Uh, search up Wannabe starting something. Um, that match was incredible, as was the rest of the card. I mean, we started out incredibly hot, Rob, with... Matt Cross and Saeed Al Sabah. Oh man, and love Saeed. Seen, you've seen Saeed at Pro Wrestling Magic. Oh, so moving uh, the night every time, every time. And you know when you think about okay, just how great Saeed is as an individual, and now he's getting in the room with Matt with M Dog Matt Cross. Like that was the opening match of the night. Love it. Man. Um, and we and we followed it up with some uh, a great rest of the night. You had. Becca versus Billy Starks, which was an incredible match as well. Both of those ladies yeah. are the future. Of, no doubt. No doubt. Of women's wrestling and, and just of wrestling. 
Um, if you are not familiar with Becca, if you are not familiar with Billy Stark, you need to get familiar with them really, really quick. Thousand percent. Um, you know, we had uh, oh a great banger between Richard Holiday and Ken Broadway. Okay. Yeah. That was an incredible match. We had a triple threat match with Steve Pena, the gifted one, Yaya, and Yoya. That was a great freaking match. Uh, and then we saw something at the end of that match, which uh, is kind of led to something that's going to happen this Friday night. And we'll oh. talk about that in a minute with uh, Chris Barton, who you recently had on. Oh, um, yeah. He had some words. Yeah. There. <laughs> then we went to our style scramble match, which was an incredible match, which uh, big game Leroy won uh, in that match. And now big game Leroy will be defending his Invictus social media championship on this show um, against the aforementioned Saeed Al-Sabah. going to be great. <laughs> um, went into intermission. The second half, I mean, when I tell you the second half was banger, 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 banger. I mean, it was literally hot, 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 hot. And anybody who puts together wrestling shows, pulling back the curtain a little bit will tell you, you know, you, you don't want to just keep going this way, this way, this way, this way. This way. You want to kind of go up a little bit and then kind of go down a little bit and get, then bring them back up. No. The end of Wannabe starting something was just a rocket ship to the moon. Um, we, started, we started with the besties in the world versus MSP. First time ever match. Uh, <laughs> Rob, I called commentary for that match. And when I watched the show back, I didn't even realize what had happened half in half of that match. Yeah. That's how incredible that match was. I get that. Yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. You know, we had Savannah Evans versus Kylan King. Originally, it was supposed to be Savannah Evans versus Masha Slamovich. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't say it at the time, but Masha got a call from AEW to go down to AEW. At Congrats, Masha, on all your success. And yeah, we weren't we uh, we had lost Masha Slamovich on the show. And I want to thank a big shout out to Shockey Woodward and Grapple Her Pro Wrestling, who stepped in and said, hey, listen, we've got Kylan King on the show on Saturday, but she's coming in a day early. Do you want to use her on Friday? And it was just like, dude, perfect timing. Meant to be. Um, so we had an incredible match between Kylan King and Savannah Evans. Um, again, two women who, if you are not familiar with Savannah Evans on Impact Wrestling and Kylan King, who's been on AEW Dark and AEW programming and is actually the new Coastal Championship Wrestling Champion, I believe, just won the, the inaugural title over um, Masha and I believe Willow Nightingale over at CCW down in Delaware. I believe uh, I did see something. Weekend. Yeah. Well, congrats. That's amazing. You know, again, two women who are the future of not only women's divisions around the country, but just of wrestling um, in the future. Then we had Anthony Green and Rob Killjoy. And then we ended with the match that people just could not stop talking about for weeks after the show was over. And that was Darius Carter. Versus Trisha Dora so for the Pan-African World Diaspora Championship. Um, and what a freaking match it was. Again, go to Title Match Wrestling Network, watch the show. Even if you just watched that match, 
which trust me, you're going to watch the whole, you're going to want to watch the whole show. But even if you just watch that match, it was absolutely incredible. Um, there was a lot of craziness at the end. Uh, Darius Carter to this day says that he is the unrecognized Pan-African World Diaspora champion. That sounds like something you would say, yeah. Trisha Dora did leave that, that building in Ridgefield Park, still the champion. Um, but there was some questionable shenanigans, to say the least, ah. uh, at the very end of that match. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be the last time the Darius Carter and Trisha Dora cross paths. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I can say that. I don't know if it's going to be at We Are Wrestling. Definitely, we would love to have them have a rematch at We Are Wrestling. But listen, I definitely do not think that this will be the last time. And Fight Club, Fight Club uh, is coming back. The, the originators of the Pan-African World Diaspora Championship, We Are Wrestling, is more than happy to sponsor Darius Carter. If you want to bring him down to the DMV and have him fight Trisha Dora one more time, we will gladly co-promote wow. that fight. Um, wow. Because we definitely think those two individuals need another bout in the middle of a ring. Wow. You heard it here, guys. Dude, thank you so much. And you set the table perfectly and congrats on all the success thus far. Now, moving forward, we'll talk about a little bit of some of these matches here on this new card. It was all a dream. I got to ask, you know, obviously being a content creator, playing in bands, uh, being a creator. I have to ask you, what's what's with the name? It was all a dream. I always pay attention to like the little names, the graphics and all that, man. What was your uh, mindset there? Um, so with the first show, want to be starting something. Uh, yeah. We went so the 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 name didn't exactly match the the graphics that we did. We did a um, I had this weird kind of matchup of like Marvel versus Capcom Ooh. for the graphics. So the graphics for the first show were uh, the Marvel versus Capcom character selection logo. Yep, we used a lot of the Super Smash references for the match uh, for the talent announcements. We did Virtual Fighter. Um, I mean, sorry, Tekken. Yes. For the match announcements. Um, so if you saw a lot of the stuff we were posting on social media for the first show, uh, but want to be starting something, just it, it fit, right? It's the first show. We want to start something. That's what we wanted to do. Um, uh, true story. Pull back the curtain. My original idea for this was that the shows were going to have kind of numerically uh, adequate titles. So the first show was going to have a title that meant something about starting or first. The second show was going to have a title that had something to do with the number two or, or, or the second of something. The revenge. I, yeah. I just couldn't find something that fit. And I do always want to connect it back to music. I'm a big music guy. Um, so are you. So I've heard, uh, <laughs> you know, and so it went to, um, one of, uh, you know, it was all a dream because that's really what we are wrestling is uh, for me. It, it is it is a dream. Uh, it was a dream to do this, to make this a reality, to make this something. Um, I've been having ideas about uh, having my own company and having my own promotion and, and doing this for a couple of years now. And so for me to be able to do it, uh, it is all a dream for me. Uh, and we are making this into reality as we go along. So, of course, the nice uh, reference to Biggie and Juicy uh, with the, it was all a dream. And then hopefully moving forward, you have to try to find something. Um, I did have a title in mind. 
Okay. Uh, it was gonna be. It was gonna be. Um, it takes two. Um, which of course would have gone with the song. Yes, yes, of course. But I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna save that, and uh, and I'm gonna tell you right now that will be a name that we use for a future show. Um, but I felt like it didn't fit simply because I sure. felt like it takes two fits an all tag team wrestling show. Oh, look at there better. it is. There it is. So don't be surprised. We are wrestling. It takes two somewhere down the road. All tag team wrestling all the time. Oh, you are a true promoter with that one. Well played. But sir. I got to give credit for the graphics. That goes to Jacob Deaton, uh, who you can find on Facebook at Jacob Deaton or on Instagram and Twitter as Dean Jackson Graphics. He's the guy. He is the mind behind the graphics. I literally, I had an idea for the first show. And they made it come to life. For the second show, I kind of just told him, hey, I have this idea. I want to tie it to this Biggie Small song. I want to tie it to this like really kind of like gritty, graffiti, street, you know, kind of thing. And his mind came up with the graphics that you've been seeing for all of this. I do not have the artistic mind or ability to come up with this. And so all that credit goes to Dean Jackson Graphics and Jacob Deaton, who put together all of the graphics that you've seen from the sponsor graphics to the poster graphic to all of the match graphics and everything uh, that all that credit goes to goes to him. That's amazing, man. And I, I like the the idea of doing the numbers, though. That was a great idea. I like little things like that, man. But again, turning it into a tag team thing, that's brilliant. And this name is, is awesome, too. Again, you talk about the great graphics, but I do want to talk a little bit about the card because I see what you're doing here, man. I kind of, you know, psychoanalyze anything, uh, especially with people. No, I shouldn't say new to the game because you've been doing this forever. But, you know, your second, um, you know, time being the head honcho, like we say here. I want to start with this one. Uh, our guy, our favorite, you know, not we're not supposed to play favorites here. But truly blessed, Casey Navarro takes on Smiley, uh, Rob Killjoy, who we mentioned earlier, and Brother Greatness, I believe. This is going to be amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, grab your air sickness bags because this is going to be frequent fire mile city. Dude, hashtag here for it. Tell us a little bit about the booking behind this one. That, that's literally what it was, man. It was just like, how can you know everyone? Everyone does a triple threat. Everyone does a fatal four way. Uh, everyone does scramble matches and obviously we have a scramble match on our show as well, but how do we do it differently, right? How do I do a fatal four way that doesn't just seem like we put four guys in a ring or four people in a ring or four women in a ring, whatever. Um, because as you can see throughout the show, you know, we do, uh, we, it, it's a lot of, it's co-ed, right? There's, there's no, you know, women, women are everywhere on this card, which is fantastic. Um, but how do we build a fatal four way? That's just like, Yo, that's sick. That is dope. Um, and I knew immediately um, that Rob Killjoy needed to be a part of it. I knew immediately that Casey Navarro, if he was available, um, the, you know, M MLW's most blessed, you know, if oh, he yeah. was available, he needed to be on it. And then I sat there and I started to think about it. I was like, you know, who else? And all of a sudden, Smiley came to mind and I'm like, Man, first of all, I hadn't seen Smiley in a while. Obviously, a lot of us with the pandemic and everything didn't see a lot of people for a while, but I hadn't seen Smiley for a while. And, you know, outside of places like Pro Wrestling Magic and House of Glory and a couple of one-shot places, I've always felt like Smiley just does not get 
the traction and the stage that he deserves. You're like the second or third person to say that on the show, man. And he's fantastic. Fantastic in the ring. Absolutely incredible. Uh, And I was just like, you know what? Smiley's going to go. Smiley would be a great fit for this match. And, uh, you know, the fourth, the fourth, uh, the fourth uh, spot for this match was a little tough. Uh, And I was talking to somebody and they were like, you know, brother greatness, you know, would be a, would be a great addition. And I was just like, you know, I haven't seen brother greatness really be given an opportunity where, you know, usually you'll, I've seen Brother Greatness in matches where it's just like he's up against guys that are bigger than him. He's, you know, those or these typical cruiserweight matches and things like that. But another one that Brother Greatness just does not really get a lot of the stage. Um, and, you know, I feel like he should. And so, uh, you know, I, I know you told me earlier in the pre-show meeting that we can curse. And, you know, I'm very selective about when I do use those. But, um this is going to be a match for all four of these individuals to just show their whole ass, right? That's literally what this is. Just like go ham, show your ass and, and have fun. Um, you know, and we're going to see, I think in this match, it's like, who's really going to survive this? Because this is, this is not something where I think you could just make a, a prediction and say, well, KC is better than this person or Killjoy is better than that person. And, and, and greatness has a chip on his shoulder. If you didn't check, check out our social media and check out the promo that Brother Greatness dropped okay. about this match. Greatness has a chip on his shoulder uh, going into this, which is exactly what, you know, my mindset was when I was talking about why we put him in this match. You know, I think Greatness has a lot to prove because when people talk about those cruiserweight competitors, when people talk about those high flyers, they talk about the Smileys, they talk about the Casey Navarros, they talk about the Killjoys. They talk about a bunch of other people. Right. There's not enough people that mention Brother Greatness's name. And I think on Friday night, win or lose, but definitely he's going to want to win. He wants to change that perception on Friday night. Absolutely. Very well said. And again, like we're getting towards the end of the year here. So we're going to do our end of the year awards. I have a a lot of nominees. I'm going to get a lot of fan input, but also as a journalist, I'm going to bring in my input as well. And I'm looking at this card, man. There could be some nominees for match of the year. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but that one, man, that is going to be, we're going to be looking up that whole match. That's going to be crazy. Anything can happen. You can see the smile on my face. That should be in your match of the year. The match we just talked about, Trisha Dora and Darius Carter. That definitely has to be in contention. For match of the year, Trisha Dora mentioned many times in our uh, match of the year selections for sure. She's always amazing, and Darius always amazing uh, in the ring. He's he's not always the nicest to me, but uh, that's oh, hashtag always a heel. Well, he's the nicest to a lot of people, right? <laughs> yeah, no yeah, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, uh, let's get right to it, man. I don't want to dance around it, but Mercedes Martinez versus Masha. Slamovich, hello money. Talk about a match right there. Um, Mercedes, who I think you had a good relationship. I saw you chatting it up with her over at WrestlePro. Um, yeah. She's amazing. Amazing, dude. This is such a great match. Masha, obviously, riding that proverbial wave right now of momentum, getting so many opportunities. Um, congrats to her on all her success. This is money, man. Why did you pick these two women and put them in the ring together? So when I first came up with the idea, nobody had done it yet. Uh, it was a match that nobody had done yet. Um, and, you know, for a couple, a long while while we were putting together this show, still nobody had done it. A lot of credit 
to the people over at Hybrid Wrestling, um, you know, who had the same bright idea. And so Mercedes Martinez and Masha Slamovich actually originally were first going to be scheduled to have their first ever match for We Are Wrestling. But they had their first ever match at Hybrid Wrestling. And it was an absolute banger. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to change the match. We're going to do the rematch. Ali Frazier part two. Okay. Wow. That's what this is going to be. And Mercedes Martinez came out on top at hybrid wrestling. And there's not a lot of matches where we've seen Masha Slamovich on this wave that you've been saying not come out with her hand raised. Yeah. And so this Friday night, when they step into the ring for the second time, it's going to be very interesting to see what Masha's mindset is going to be. Now that she's been in the ring with Mercedes, she kind of knows a little bit of what to expect. Okay. And she knows what came out of that first match. And so, you know, you know, Masha's going to have revenge on her mind. You know, Masha's going to have vengeance on her mind. You know, she's going to want that win back. All right. And this could easily end up being something where Mercedes walks out 2-0 against Masha Slamovich. Or this could be something where we get a 1-1 tie. And then the question is, who's booking number three? Um, Because Masha, as you said, she's been on this wave. And both of these women now in Impact Wrestling, you know, I've, I've known Masha for a long time. I knew Masha before she went to Japan. Um, and, you know, Masha, everything that Masha is getting right now, she has earned. She has earned and she deserves. She has been busting her ass and, and, and killing it and yeah, killing true. herself to get to this plateau. And she is not dropping the ball at this level. Okay, if you were not in Ridgefield Park last Friday on December the 3rd, I was for the debut show of ETU, Expect the Unexpected. Okay, and great job out of the team there and their debut show. Masha Slamovich had one hell of a match with Billy Starks. 24 hours after having a hellacious match with, uh, with Slade up at Beyond Wrestling. You know... I don't know how Masha is able to do the things she does yeah. as often as she does. But the one thing you can expect out of Masha Slamovich every single time she steps into that ring, no matter how beat up she is, is she is coming with an intent to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. As we've seen. Yeah. Very well said, man. This one could go either way. Of, yeah. Yeah. And with Mercedes, like you said, man, it's uh, I am blessed. I am blessed to uh, have a great relationship with Mercedes Martinez um, and to have learned so much from her. Um, you know, uh, I met, I was a fan of Mercedes Martinez growing up in this business, uh, watching Mercedes Martinez. And I got a chance to work with Mercedes Martinez uh, when I used to uh, do some work with uh, Shine and Evolve Wrestling when they would do oh, their double in New York. Uh, and I got a chance to really meet and learn and talk to Mercedes a lot at that time. I was able to then uh, bring her into um, a company that I worked uh, worked for at that time um, to face Darius Carter uh, over at BCW. Uh, when I was working at BCW, was able to uh, make that connection and bridge uh, bridge to bring her there. Uh, and then, you know, as we all know, Mercedes got signed by the WWE. Of course. Um, 
And obviously that did not end up the way that anybody wanted it to end up. Um, but, you know, Mercedes is in a great place right now and it's great to see her back on the Indies. It's great to see her out here competing again and being the Mercedes Martinez that we all know and love. And I am extremely blessed to have her uh, as a part of We Are Wrestling. That was something that was a goal of mine. I had hoped that whenever I started a company and was able to uh, have my own shows, that Mercedes would, would be available, right? Um, you know, for all I knew, she would have been signed forever. Uh, if people over there were smarter, right? Um, she would have been signed forever. Um, but thankfully, she, she's, you know, free from there and, and impact and in other places and available to be on We Are Wrestling. So I just knew it had to happen. And like I said, at the time, it had never been done. Um, and so I, I crossed my fingers and hope that we would get to December and nobody had did it. But, you know, like I said, the, the great minds over at Hybrid Wrestling, you know, they got to it first. And I watched that first match. And Rob, that was, that was a very, very vicious and hard-hitting match. So I, I, don't, I don't even know what we're going to expect out of match number two. It's going to be amazing. I'm here for it. And you mentioned Shine Evolve, some really special um, events and things going on with them. I, I miss them. Some of the venues, uh, not so much, but the shows and the, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Um, just the matches in between the rope stuff and the stories. And, and yeah. we see so many uh, success stories coming out of them, man. So it's cool to hear you were a part of that, man. But uh, hopefully this is going to be another success story for We Are Wrestling because I'm looking again, seeing what you're doing here. And it looks like we kind of going for the big Haas fight. We're going for the big heavy hitting fight. And it looks like we got Dan Moff taking on O'Shea Edwards on this one, if I'm correct. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this was another one. Uh, I, I guess, you know, I, I've, I've had some uh, I've been touched by an angel in some places. This was originally scheduled to be Dan Moff versus John Davis. Oh, okay. Um, and anybody who knows or has seen John Davis in action knows that that match would have been an absolute barn burner. Uh, unfortunately, uh, John Davis was having some issues with his knee uh, and got it checked out and, uh, you know, decided to follow doctor's orders and, and rest up the knee. And so we, we had to go in another direction and it was actually, you know, it was somebody that was in my mind, somebody that I had had in the notebook for future. We are wrestling shows. Uh, and, and then John himself actually dropped the name as well. Like, Hey, if you want to keep the aesthetic of this match, I know somebody who might be able to fit that. And it, like I said, just so happened to be somebody that was in my notebook anyway. Uh, and so I reached out to O'Shea Edwards and I was just like, listen, uh, I know technically you have final battle the next day. Uh, Ring of Honor's final battle is December 11th in Baltimore. I said, so I understand if you have to say no, because you have a big, important show yeah. with Ring of Honor the next day. And it's even more important because for what we know, it's going to be the last show for Ring of Honor for a while. Yeah. Um, do you mind coming up to Jersey on Friday night and fighting Dan Ma? <laughs> and, and O'Shea's response was, you should have just said Dan Ma. Nice. That's isn't that what you want to hear, though? That's great. And that's um, amazing. And so O'Shea Edwards is coming in and it will be O'Shea versus Dan Ma in what you said, an absolute hoss fight. 
an absolute barn burner. Um, this is the kind of match that when you look up slobber knocker in the dictionary, this is the kind of match you see pictured next to it. Um, I honestly don't know if Ridgefield Park can contain this type of match. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm scared of. And this is a building that has had hardcore wrestling, that has had Wrecking Ball Ligurski in it, that has had Adam Payne in it, that has had Lou Bruno in it, that has had a bunch of things go down in that building. Uh, Keith Lee's been in that building. A bunch of big yeah. people and big matches have been in that building. I don't know if Ridgefield Park can contain Dan Moff and O'Shea And that's saying something. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very well said. Real quick, I want to touch on this. You mentioned this. Uh, Shameless promo. We just had Veed on, who's always amazing everywhere she goes. What a great interview, guys. Shameless promo. Check that out. Um, but I do want to talk about, I believe you mentioned that you will be at Final Battle. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, uh, I, I will be attending Final Battle. Listen, ROH was a... Yeah, your thoughts, ROH please. was yeah. and is a major part of how I see wrestling. I mean, I grew up, you know, when you talk about watching the original ROH, the up, I didn't get to see ECW until after ECW. Right. Right. I saw ECW in the very last days of ECW. Um, and then I got to experience ECW after the fact. Okay. Um, so a lot of what a lot of people grew up on with ECW, I did it. Um, and so Ring of Honor, that early Ring of Honor uh, stuff really is what crafted my view of other wrestling besides the WWE, the WCWs, and the companies of the past, like the NWAs, the AWAs, things like that. Ring of Honor was just incredible. And so growing up watching, you know, the special Ks, you know, the, the, the embassies, the, the Steve Carinos, the Kevin Owens, the low keys, the homicides, you know, the Eddie Kingston's, the, the, the Xavier's, you know, watching them was eye opening. And then to figure out that some of them, wait, you mean to tell me some of them are from New York? Some of them wrestle in New York. Yeah. Right. They what is Jersey all pro wrestling? What is this? What is this? Right. Ring of Honor was my exposure to early indie wrestling for me. And so because of Ring of Honor and because of early indie wrestling, it crafted kind of like how I look at a lot of wrestling nowadays. Um, and so to know what Ring of Honor was, what it's always been, and to know that they're going to kind of go away for a while. And from what we've been hearing, maybe changing up what ROH is, to me, and as, as they're billing it, it is the end of an era. It is yeah. the end of an era. Um, it is the end of ROH as we know it so far. And I felt like I needed to be there. Um, you know, okay, I, I did yeah. not go to a lot of ROH shows in recent years. I've been to a couple of shows that they've had at the Hammerstein Ballroom. I was in MSG for the co-produced New Japan a, uh, Ring of Honor show. You know, I did some of the bigger shows in New York. But when it came to just like going to Ring of Honor shows, especially those in Baltimore, didn't go to many. I would watch all of their content. But this one, I had to be there. There's this, you know, and, you know, it, it's going to be sad. It's going to be very heartbreaking. Um, one, because it's Ring of Honor. But two, 
because I have so many people that I love and respect and that I've worked with and gotten to know in this business that are a part of that Ring of Honor roster and that I know found homes in Ring of Honor and right now don't know what's going on and don't know what's coming next. They don't know if when Ring of Honor comes back, they're going to be back with Ring of Honor. Now, don't get me wrong. All of them are highly talented. All of them are going to easily find work in a lot of places. Um, But it's still rough to hear. That uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of people on that Ring of Honor roster that are just absolutely incredible. Um, and that I really hope Ring of Honor brings back and rebuilds its foundation with when they come back. Very well said, man. I'm glad you get to be there for that. And uh, yeah, tell me all about the experience next time I talk to you, man. That's very cool to hear. Um, real quick, back to the shameless promo. Just want a couple couple more matches. And guys, if you want to see all the matches, check out the We Are Wrestling Facebook page. That's awesome. Is that a doggy I see there? We love doggy cameos. That is that is my 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 three year old uh, Artemis, my three year old Pitbull. She's Aww. an absolute sweetheart. I love um, oh, I love the name. I'm, we're so, my voice gets higher as as soon as there I she oh, goes. Come on, man. Hi, Artemis. We, we're all about the pet cameos. Like, if we get a pet cameo on an interview, like that's even better. So, there's the screenshot right there. What up, Artemis? That's amazing. Um, Prolific has a tag team champ, a tag team open challenge match. Nobody's answered yet. We're four days away from the show, and we have not gotten an answer to the Prolific tag team open challenge match. So, I wonder. Who wants to smoke? Who wants it? Come down. Are you a tag team? You want to fight one of the best tag teams in the Northeast? Come on down to Ridgefield Park on Friday night. You come downstairs to the employee entrance and you ask for me. And you say we are here for the prolific tag team open challenge. And we will put you in that ring and see if you can hang. And and talk about seeing if they can hang. Prolific did shoot a shot. I don't know if you saw it, Rob. No. Prolific called out the legendary SAT. So I know they just made their return last week at Expect the Unexpected in a killer match against the main event. So you hear me straight up. Maximo Brothers, you want to come out? You want to show that you're back? The doors are open at Richfield Park, Papas. Y'all can come out on Friday night. If y'all just want to come and see what the competition's all about, Maximo Brothers, I got two tickets, three tickets waiting for you. Wow. Come on in. Wow. But Prolific did put down the challenge. So if SAT wants it, they can come out. If any other tag team wants it, hit us up. We are wrestling on Twitter. We are wrestling on Instagram. Hit us up. Come to Richfield Park on Friday night and take on Prolific in a tag team open challenge match. Boom. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, that's amazing, bro. Let's all right. So we'll talk about a couple more matches, then we'll get the shameless promo in. Did want to talk about this because we uh, mentioned him a few times on the show. Um, Chris Barton is on this card taking on Yaya. And uh, I mean, Mr. Barton came on the show. He came in hot. He was fired up like a, like a couple people recently did not hold back. Uh, I, again, I apologize for the language, ladies and gentlemen. He was fired up. He called Yaya some choice words, says it's going to be easy for him. He's just going to take over in this one. Uh, 
just wow. I don't even know what to say. Your thoughts on this one. Barnes had a lot to say. Yeah. Um, but I got to say this about Barton. The kid knows how to make a statement. Um, he sh- bought a ticket, showed up to want to be starting something on August 13th. And at the end of a triple threat match with Yaya, Steve Pena, and Yoya, which Yaya won, Chris Barton came in under that, under that bottom rope, stood in that ring, and put a lariat on Yaya and turned him inside out like I have not seen many people ever turn Yaya inside out. And, you know, kept screaming over at the commentary table, you know, where I was seated. Is this what I got to do to get your attention? Wow. Um, And I will be very honest. Chris Barton did reach out to We Are Wrestling, did reach out to me personally and say, I want to fight Yaya on the first show. He wanted to fight Yaya and want to be starting something. Unfortunately, the card was already locked in. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I couldn't make that happen. And I felt like adding Chris Barton to that triple threat match would have really changed the complexity and specialness of that match. Sure. So Barton came and he made a statement on his own. Um, and I was going to sweep it under the rug and I was going to be like, you know what? That's not the way you get a match. That's yeah. not the yeah. way we do things. Okay. I know that might work in other places, but that don't work here. Okay. I'm not going to be intimidated into putting you on my show. Yeah. Um, until Yaya called me. Uh, until what happened at Battle Club Pro. Until Yaya called me again. And said, the only way I will fight, and it was all a dream, the only way I will be on your second show and the only way I will continue to be a part of We Are Wrestling is if you give me Chris Barton. Wow. Wow. And I was just like, all right, I'm not one for ultimatums, but as a man, I understand. He attacked you once. Fine. We could sweep that under the rug. We're upset. We're pissed. Fine. Lucky shot. Then at Battle Club Pro, where I was there at that show, at Do the Fight thing, Chris Barton once again confronts Yoya. I mean, uh, Yaya, sorry. And they get into a scuffle. And now, y'all feel some type of way. Yeah. I get it. Step to me once, I let you slide. Step to me twice, as a man, as a person, we got a problem. Yeah. Well, good book. Yeah, please. On Friday night, at It Was All a Dream, one way or another, we're solving this problem. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say, man. Good booking on your part. We'll solve this problem. Someone's hand will be raised at the end of the match. This is going to be a banger. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Dude, there's so many uh, we could talk about. Jordan Blade, always fantastic. uh, Taking on Savannah Evans, I believe. Um, Actually, I do want to ask you about this one. Um, 
I, I saw it. You know, I know you had the like the little video of all the graphics. I didn't get everyone's name down. I was looking at this one. Uh, Jay Bougie, say it right, people. Um, the queen of wrestling fashion, Gabby Ortiz and uh, Joey Ace. Uh, it all involved in some sort of what is it like a six person match? What's going on there? It's a five way. So it's a style. Okay. So it's a scramble match. Oh, but it's, it's a little, okay. It's our little spin on it. It's called the style scramble. Okay. And so everybody in the match um, either projects or wrestles with a different style. It's a little bit of my ode to the old style battle matches. Ooh, okay. Um, and so in the first style, uh, style uh, scramble at want to be starting something, we had. Big game Leroy, we had Lou Bruno, we had Janai Kai, we had Mike Law, we had Isaiah Wolf. A different style from all of them. I love that. And on this show, we have a very similar setup. We have Charlie Tiger of Young Dumb and Broke. You have Joey Ace, who, as of a couple of days ago, the former uh, Warriors of Wrestling heavyweight champion. So I saw. Um, you have Champagne Poppy. You have Gabby Ortiz, you have Jay Bougie, and you have Anthony Gamble, who was the winner of our first ever student showcase match back at Wannabe, at, at wannabe Starting Something. Um, and so these five will go to war. Now, how is this match different from a regular scramble match? Well, not all five people will start in the ring. It won't just be a free-for-all where everybody's just going and hitting this and doing this and blah, blah, and you can't keep track of the action. It's like, okay, whatever. This is a, a cluster you-know-what. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be a little bit of like war games. Well, Elimination Chamber meets war games, right? Here, now, now, there's no cages involved. None of that. But here's what we mean. The first three competitors that get announced – will be standing outside of the ring. The last two competitors to come out for that match will start the match in the ring. After a set amount of time, a random competitor that's standing on the outside will be announced by our Master of Ceremonies, Shane Fair, to enter the match. Then after a short amount of time, the second competitor will enter the match. And then after a short amount of time, the final competitor will enter the match. Once all five competitors have entered the match, now the match can be won by pinfall or submission. Yeah. Wow. So it's a little bit different uh, of, a of a scramble match. You do get that scramble style once all five are in the ring, but it's that buildup. Who's coming in next? Who's starting? Who's coming in next? Who's coming in last? That really could make all the big difference. I mean, in the last show, Lee, uh, Lou Bruno came in last and laid waste to the whole field. Yep. She still feels that choke slam uh. that Lou Bruno gave her. And it took all four competitors together to take out the monster Lou Bruno. Yeah. So Bruno had a, a great advantage in that match, but was outnumbered four to one and taken out with a kick to the side of the head by <laughs> Janai Kai, which kept him out of the final decision of the match. But you got to think, had those four competitors not come together to take out Bruno, Bruno probably was walking out of there the winner of that style scramble match. Yeah, exactly, man. I I'm hyped for it. Just having you explain it, man. That's amazing. But Rob. Yeah. 
I'm a little disappointed in you, man. All right. What's the match? Go ahead. I'm a little disappointed in you. Uh, I'm used you know, to it. Most people are. Go ahead. You know, you know, we have this thing in, 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 in reporting and media. We bury called, the lead called, called Barry in the lead. Yep, yep, yep. Right. And, and it's you're just putting it under there. How are we not talking about the Northeast debut of the underground king of the man with the black halo of the new Texas pro champion, Brian Keith, making his first ever Northeast appearance. Is that right? Wow. Okay. First ever. Wow. First ever Northeast appearance. First time wrestling in New York, New Jersey. First time in the Northeast. That's it. Right. We did it. Everybody's talked about you go on Twitter. Oh, my God. Brian Keith is great. Oh, my God. Brian Keith versus the world. Oh, my God. When is Brian Keith going to get booked in places outside of Texas? When is this? When is that? We did it. We are wrestling Brian Keith Northeast debut against none other. Darius. Then the all father. Darius Carter. Money. Wow, the, man. You do Trish versus Darius. How do you top that? You do Brian Keith versus Darius Carter. Yeah. Yeah. In what is going to be an, a match of epic proportions. If you have not followed what Brian Keith has done at New Texas Pro, he was just on GCW. Go on IWTV. Check out GCW. You may be wondering, why in the world is the promoter for We Are Wrestling promoting all these wrestling companies? Because We Are Wrestling is all about inclusivity and collaboration. Build bridges, people. Don't tear each other down. I love it. I don't care if you watch GCW. I watch GCW. I don't care if you watch VXS. I watch it. As long as you're watching We Are Wrestling too, right? Um, you know, I'm watching all this great stuff. But Brian Keith and Mysterious Q uh, were together for GCW. Brian Keith has been killing it at New Texas, uh, at New Texas, uh, down in, in Texas. He is, as he says, the underground king, the man with the black halo, and he will be coming to the Northeast to New Jersey for the first time ever. So everybody on Twitter that wants to see Brian Keith versus the world, everybody on Twitter who wants to see Brian Keith out of Texas, we're making it happen. And if you are in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland area, you need to be in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, this Friday night for the Northeast debut of Brian Keith. And you know Darius is going to do everything he can to try and make this a not-so-happy Northeast debut. Yes, he will. Mr. Brian Keith. You know, you said it pretty, you took the words out of my mouth. Yes, he will. He'll 100% make it about him. He'll 100% do everything he can, as he should, to win the match, man. But like we always say here, the real winners, the fans, man. This sounds like a stellar show. Uh, Mr. Rosado, I want to be respectful of your time, but also I want you to save your voice because you got a big weekend ahead of you, sir. But before we get out of here, we are all about that shameless, shameless self-promotion here on the BCP. Uh, once again, tell everyone where they can get tickets, watch the show, um, socials, all that good stuff, bro. I would say, listen, follow us on social media, Instagram. We are wrestling one 
on Twitter, wrestling underscore we, W-E, uh, wrestling underscore we. You can also find us on Facebook, but I know that Instagram and Twitter are the two big ones nowadays. Um, we're not yet on Twitch. We're not yet on TikTok. We're working on getting there. Uh, I, I may look young, but I'm an old man at heart. So the new stuff is still a little weird to me. Um, this Friday night, it was all a dream. Live in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. You can get tickets on Eventbrite. They are still on sale. We still have a limited amount of VIP front row tickets. Now, those tickets will stop selling Wednesday at midnight. Okay, so 12 a.m. Thursday morning or midnight Wednesday, depending on how you see time, okay, tickets will, for the VIP front row only, will end. They are $55. With that ticket, you get <coughs> a front row seat. You get early entry to the event, and you get a fully autographed poster from the show. Fully autographed. For those of you who don't, don't believe me, I will show you our posters from the first show. Oh, this is it right here. Poster from the first show, as you can see, fully autographed by every wrestler on the show. Matt Cross, Anthony Green, Savannah Evans, Darius Carter, Billy Starks, Trisha Dora. The list goes on and on and on. That Darius Carter autograph itself is a rare, rare gem, my friend. Beat the system okay. on that one. Right. So when you look at that and you look at the names that me and Rob have just talked about that are on this show, Brian Keith, Mercedes Martinez, Masha Slamovich, Dan Moff, the New Jersey legend, O'Shea Edwards. Okay. Everybody on this show, you're going to get a poster. If you haven't seen the graphic, the graphic is beautiful. Check it out. The main, the main poster graphic is on all of our social media. It'll be completely signed by everyone. And you would get that with for free with a front row VIP ticket, $55. I can tell you this, if you don't get the VIP ticket and you want to buy an autographed poster on its own, it will cost you more to get the poster along with getting any seat that you want at the show. General admission is only 20 bucks right now if you buy on Eventbrite. It will be $25 at the door. Okay, so please note, if you want to get in on the $20 for general admission, buy it on Eventbrite. If you wait till Friday and you come to the building to buy your ticket, it will be $25 to get into the building. It will be a little bit more expensive to get a front row seat if front row is not sold out. Again, we have a very limited amount of front row tickets still available. If you just want a front row ticket without all the VIP perks, 30 bucks if you want a front row seat. Uh, 20 bucks for general admission. I want to thank all of our sponsors, Bob. I mean, Rob, none of this happens without our sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. The your sports show podcast. Why I'm, I'm also a member of the your sports show podcast. Uh, shameless promo for us. Follow us at the your sports show on all social media and also catch the podcast on Spotify, uh, iTunes and all your favorite streaming sites. We go live with new episodes Saturday afternoons and episodes drop on Monday for those of you who don't catch it live. Um, thanks to the Your Sports Show for their sponsorship of Brian Keith and the prolific tag team Open Challenge, which we're going to talk about right before we get off the show. Um, the Jobber Tears podcast. Thank you to them 
uh, for sponsoring this show. Jeed Up Gentlemen for sponsoring the match between Dan Moff and O'Shea Edwards. They will also be in Ridgefield Park with a very special menu. Everyone who's been in Ridgefield Park knows you can get some great hot dogs and pretzels from the concession stand. <laughs> Guess what? The Jeed Up Gentlemen coming in hot with a super secret food menu. Ooh. For It Was All a Dream, the G-Dub Gentlemen will be doing that. Thank you to Henny Wrestling, once again, sponsoring Pretty Heels, uh, the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast, Mesa Media. Um, trying to remember everyone here. Oh, how could I forget? ERJ yourself. Um, for those of you who know me personally, I'm a huge enamel pin guy. And ERJ yourself is one of my favorite pin makers. And he will actually be coming to the show and have his table and his enamel pins for sale. Oh, wow. At the show. He will have his enamel pins uh, for sale at the show. And you know what, Bob? I got to show you. Please. Gotta I'm all about you. it. Got to show you these. These are incredible here. Um, so this is one of his recent drops here. I don't know if these are actually still in circulation. They might have been sold out, but this is the cool guys Statue of Liberty pin. Oh, that's brilliant. That's so okay, cool, man. Made by ERJ yourself, who will be at the show at the building. Not only is he sponsoring Mercedes Martinez, but he is also selling his pins, patches, stickers, all of it. Um, he does have, I don't know if he still has any, but he might have a limited amount of the fiend pins. Ooh, okay. And yeah. he also he always has a couple of variants. He has a Yowie a Yowie Wowie variant that's all red. He's got a, a burnt variant that's all black. You know, so he's got a couple of different stuff. He'll be selling his pins at the show as well as enjoying the show. Um, so thank you to all of our sponsors who have made this show possible. Um, thank you to my partner who helps make this show possible as well. Donovan Washington, um, who helps me with everything here uh, to make this show run. Um, thank you to Richfield Park. Thank you to Pro Wrestling yeah. Magic yeah. for the ring. Uh, you know, and, and if you're in town, by the way, on December 11, if you're not going to Ring of Honor's final battle, then you would be best served to go back to Ridgefield Park on December the 11th on Saturday and go see Pro Wrestling Magic's own personal WrestleMania event, Kingdom Come, which will be an incredible show. Um, they always deliver. I love everybody at Pro Wrestling Magic. Well, except for that, except for that Rob Williams guy. There it is. I was uh, waiting but, for it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they guy. always do an incredible job as well. So if you're in town and need something to do on Saturday, go right on back to Ridgefield Park and get a ticket for Pro Wrestling Magic. And here's what I'll do for everybody who's listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. Oh, BCB if exclusive. You buy a ticket to Kingdom Come, Pro Wrestling Magic's Kingdom Come Ooh. 6. If you buy a ticket for Saturday's Kingdom Come event and you come to We Are Wrestling's It Was All a Dream on Friday night to buy a ticket at the door, we will give you a discount on your ticket if you buy a ticket at the door and you show proof that you have bought already a Kingdom Come Pro Wrestling Magic ticket for the next day. 
That is awesome, man. That's amazing. And thank you for doing that, man. I love that little BCP exclusive, but also that's great uh, that you're helping the fans out. And I love that your philosophy is to build bridges, not tear each other down. That's always been my philosophy, man. And I appreciate uh, all you do, man. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that, man. I thank you so much. I listen. I I know you're busy Friday night. Uh, I'm hoping you could find a way out of those plans and find your way to Ridgefield Park. But listen, it is going to be one hell of a show. If you don't catch it live, it will be on the Title Match Wrestling Network. We are not yet live. We are working on going live soon. So possibly show number three, we will go live. Um, so that way you could watch it from the comfort of your own home. But you're gonna to have to give us a couple of days. So. If you're in the area and you want to see this show, you're going to want to be there live because if you aren't, you're going to have to wait for what will be one of the best shows of 2021. I guarantee you that. Wow. Mic drop from the voice of a generation himself. Hey, uh, Mr. Rosado, I want to be respectful of your time, man. Thanks for always coming on. Uh, thanks for always giving me advice, man. Take the time for me. I very much appreciate that. Thank you for all you do for indie wrestling, for the wrestlers and building bridges with the other promotions. I super appreciate it, man. Good luck with the show and just continue success moving forward, man. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you, Rob. We're not worthy. And like we always say here on the BCP, everyone stay safe, stay positive, take care of each other. We out. Peace. <laughs>